0: Three, two, one. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good, man. It's been a fucking busy week. Yeah? How you doing? Taking a picture. There we go. That's what I needed. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Let me make you big. Let me make you big, dog, Morgan, if you don't fucking quit, I swear to god.
2: That's Morgan, for anybody who's watching this. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. How are you? Everybody, welcome to another installment of the Tealogic Podcast Sunday Morning Coffee edition. It's the only edition, but it sounded cooler that way. Um,
1: <laughs> There's more than one version. No, that's... Platinum. This is the Platinum Podcast version. Yes, exactly.
2: Uh, all
1: right, Joe, so what do you got for us today? Uh, i got some current events that we can talk about. So, one, I think it's kind of a good idea to do, like, world current events because of how much we have going on here. I mean, right. I definitely haven't been paying attention to, uh, like, anything other than how fucked up the US is right now so like for one thing there's been or there's a, a big flood in Indonesia right now I don't know what caused it but this is shit that you used to hear about all the time they'd be like, like oh Indonesia flooded or whatever but there's a bunch of shit in here that, that nobody knew about like in um, Nigeria the government is trying to make all of its citizens um, tie their national identification number to their phone number. Okay, so it would be like, like your cell phone or my cell phone is tied to my social security number. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't know what I don't know what the purpose is, but then like, um, uh, it's a huge issue because they the fucking government put a deadline. Like, okay, this has to be you have to get there and get your national identification number tied to your SIM card or your phone number by this date. Yeah. And like the whole process has been so convoluted that nobody can like really like achieve this. So everybody's worried about losing their phone numbers and then they they're forced to gather in like large groups of people in the middle of a pandemic to try to, to try to accomplish this goal. That's a little crazy for them to want to make them do that, but. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, like, could you imagine if you if you had to like you tied your social security number to your phone? Like, I don't think like for like the average person that it would really matter that much. Like, if I if my social security number was tied to my phone number, then it'd be like, okay, it is what it is. You know, like, right. Obviously, you're not gonna punch in my social security number to call me, right? Because then I'd have a problem with it. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Hang on, I don't want everybody fucking knowing my social security number, but like. I I don't, I I guess I don't really know the purpose. Yeah, that's a, I don't know why
2: they would, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I I can't see a purpose to having your phone number tied to your social
1: security number or your ID, national identification number. Just like, I guess, like, um, tracking, more like keeping your information. You know, like, they could be like, well, who, um, I don't even know a good example. Yeah, I don't know why that would be a good thing. I can't even think of one. I mean maybe for like crime purposes. You got fingerprints for that. Yeah, I know but like anything helps. Yeah, fingerprints. Oh, he used gloves, you know, like Yeah, he called the house but he blocked his number. Yeah, I mean that's that's
2: what I'm saying is like you block the number, you unblock the number, you call this, you text that like what is that
1: going to get you? I don't know. I don't get it. It's just I mean, I think that's I kind think of a, weird. I think it. I think it kind of goes into, like, everything else. Where, like, everybody's just, like, the, like, what, what's the phrase? Like, the one who has the most information has the most power or something like that. Or, like, information is power. Like, the, yeah. the more information you have, the more powerful you are. So you got, like, big brother. <sighs> or in this case, the Nigerian government trying to tie your national identification number to your phone. I think it's. I don't know the purpose, but could you imagine if that happened here?
2: Yeah, people would lose their minds.
1: I think there'd be a lot of people that would get rid of their cell phones and just go back to using like a CB radio.
2: Yeah, and they would just turn it off or be like, "No, I don't got a cell phone." Bye.
1: I mean, like, I would be against it a hundred percent. Like, if they were like, "Yeah, you have to go to this place and tie your your Social Security number to your phone number," I'd be like. Later, I don't need a phone. This is my mailing address. Send me a pigeon, cuz
2: <laughs> you and Randy with your pigeons.
1: Hell yeah! <laughs> i wouldn't tie my, my social security number to my phone. That'd be terrible. Yeah, it sounds like a, sounds like a great way to just even get like even more information on. It. I, mean, I I it already drives me crazy enough that I can get on Google and I'll look up like like we were just trying to figure out my mic. So I like Googled like Noise Gate. Thresholds, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like got ads on the side of the screen for shit that I was talking about yesterday. You know, like I didn't, I didn't Google any of it yesterday, but now it's got ads all over the side of my screen about it. It's like that, that shit drives me nuts.
2: (laughs) Somebody's so paranoid, you're always watched.
1: I know, but then uh, I do see those videos that make me laugh, where like the the girls are picking up their boyfriends' phones and they're like engagement ring, engagement ring.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's I want to do one as a guy where it's like, uh, like Super Duty, uh, half ton, three quarter ton. <laughs> yeah. And <Yeah. laughs> it would be funny. What, what else we got? What are they doing?
2: It snowed a ton here. That's a That's world event. I
1: heard. I heard. Dude, there's supposed to be a fucking a winter. Um,. A winter storm like coming through here. Like, I yeah. don't know how bad it's gonna be. I think uh, Huffman, which is like 30 minutes north of here, yeah. Um, they have like a winter advisory where it's gonna be like a freezy mix or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about sending crews out of town to help with like ice storms. They spent they sent like major underground and stuff up to New York City, really, mm-hmm, to help with their um. Oh, they're underground shit well you know New York City is all underground for um, uh, distribution and transmission
2: yeah that makes sense with how big it is
1: well there's <clears throat> there's just so much concrete that they just can't you can't have large transmission towers and, and you know power poles and everything lining in every street there's no room
2: no too big of a place I mean too yeah, much stuff so and like, wire
1: like a, a transmission line like if you got like seven ninety five, which is the size of the wire, it's like that big around, right? Mm-hmm. And then they've got like underground transmission, which it's like insulated and that motherfucker's like this big around. Damn. Run through yeah. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, hopefully it won't be too fucking cold next week. <clears throat> there is a a uh, heifer in Britain that was named Posh Spice. That nice. set the record for uh how much it was sold for okay three hundred and sixty thousand dollars
2: was that a show heifer
1: no it was not
2: why did it yeah. sell for that much because it was named posh spice huh it can't be sold for that much because his name is posh spice it doesn't make any sense
1: no it it did have the heifer did have really 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 good genetics it was a really oh, okay. good I saw a picture it was a good looking heifer it was a it was a, it was a good looking heifer, but <laughs> three hundred sixty thousand dollars. Three hundred sixty thousand dollars set a record. A little much, a little much in my opinion. Oh, there was a um a, a woman who was a secretary at a female concentration camp that got that got charged with complicity to ten thousand murders. Damn. Yeah, and like I was, I was reading about this, and I was like, "This is fucking weird." It's like her name and everything was like kept out of it, so like it doesn't doesn't say who it was or where she's at or anything like that. But what it what it is is like they, um. You know how they're always hunting down like war criminals and shit. Still, so even though there's most a, of them are almost dead. To somebody who like ran that place, oh, this female concentration camp. And so, I guess she was forced to do it. I don't know. I don't know if she was forced to do it or not. But because she was under the age of eighteen uh, when this shit was happening, she's she's like she's an old woman now, right? Like so right. she was under like just under eighteen in like nineteen forty four to forty five. So now she's an old woman, and she's being tried in a um, adolescent court for. Yeah, for like, what? Yeah, she's being tri- tried as like a seventeen-year-old for, you know, helping in ten thousand murders. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, 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 what? This whole story is bananas.
2: Wait, what? No, like if, <sighs> okay, all right, like. Alright.
1: If you want to charge her as a like, if
2: you were going to say like, I thought you were going a totally different route with that. I thought you were going to say that because she was a minor when she did it it's not feasible to charge her as an adult. So they were going to wash it. Like they were going to find some loophole and that was going to be like this lawyer's biggest deal was that they they were able to wash it because she was under 18. No. no. You come out the gate with she's in juvenile court at 80 yeah. some years old. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. I
1: don't want to fuck it up if she was 18 and 44, then yeah, she's. Well, I don't, I don't know her exact age. But, right, you know. but I'm
2: just doing rough math here. That would be, I mean, she's got to be in her 80s. Okay,
1: I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this story. I'm gonna read the story. Or 100 almost. So a former secretary from the Stutthof Nazi concentration camp has been charged with complicity in the murders of 10,000 people. German prosecutors said Friday in what is a rare case involving an alleged female concentration camp staff member. Prosecutors in Itzho, I don't know how to say that did not name the woman, but said in a statement that they charged her with aiding and abetting murder in more than 10,000 cases, as well as complicity in attempted murder. The woman who was a minor at the time, of the alleged crimes, is accused of having assisted those responsible for the camp and systematic, ki- systematic killing of, of Jewish prisoners, Polish uh, partisans, and Soviet-Russian prisoners of war in her function as a stenographer and secretary commander between June 1943 and April 1945. The prosecutor said in the statement she'll be, she will face a juvenile court because she was under 18 when she served in Stutthof. Uh, I estimated about 65,000 people were murdered during the Holocaust in the Stutthof concentration camp near the Polish city named Gdansk.
2: How many
0: million?
1: 65,000.
2: Oh, 65,000. Damn. number blew my memory out of the water. All right.
1: Well, this is just at that one camp.
2: Right, right, right. right. All right. I knew that, but I was saying like the, the the amount of the total number in my head that I remember from class and stuff in history, I was like, they left that one out because that would definitely change that number.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is just that one Stutthof concentration camp near this Polish city. See, my
2: question is these guys that are still hunting these guys down, and right? I'm all for it. I think they should hunt them down if they're still alive. I mean, they're coming up on. I mean, almost been. Coming up closer to getting to 80 yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. 80 years. Ha uh-huh. ha. But it's less than eighty, less than eighty years. But I'm saying, most people don't live much past eighty anyway. So like, if there's people left from these war crimes, like good on them, go find them. But they have gotta be close to
1: hundred by now. Yeah, I think I think um, for a while, like after like World War Two and shit, it was like like pretty in the forefront. like track these these war criminals down and shit and i think now it's like not really i don't think there's people that are out there actually hunting this shit down okay i think it's like you got historians doing their job like looking through stuff and they make like a a new discovery or a new connection and then they're like wait a minute this girl here was a secretary there for three years or whatever and like she like she was a part of this like, she doesn't just get off scot-free, you know, and then now because there's new evidence, people have to follow the law, and I don't think there's, like, actual, like, teams of people that are like out hunting these people. I think it's just as new connections are made and new evidence is, like, brought up that they, you know, yeah, will jump I mean, on it. Like it Imagine, like, this like last summer, a 93-year-old former guard identified as Bruno D was... Convicted of, uh, thousands of counts of being, an, uh, an accessory to murder and given two years suspended pr- prison sentence. He too was tried as juvenile court because he was 17. Uh, two years is a long time when you're that old. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's it. That's his life. That's what he's got. He's 93. Yeah. He's convicted when he's 93. But it it says a two year suspended sentence, so I think they're like, "Hey, you got two years, but bad." Yeah, you're about yeah. to die, so like, mm-hmm. you live with that. We're just gonna let everybody know you did it. Yeah, so like, I, like I said, I don't think there's like groups of people. I could be wrong. I'm not a I'm not a super genius, right? But, but... like, I feel like there's people like they, it's just whenever more shit comes out.
2: No, I could see like in the '60s, '70s, '80s, like hunting those people down. Sure.
1: Yeah, '50s for sure. Yeah, I mean like probably the '50s more than the '60s and '70s. Yeah, like '50s, it was fresh. In the '60s and '70s, we got Vietnam and everything going on.
0: Yeah,
2: that's true. We listened to a off-topic of world events, but we listened to the a podcast on "We Were Soldiers." Oh. I've seen the movie, obviously, but mm-hmm. the the book and the synopsis of whatever the book, the guy who was doing the podcast, right? It was still amazing stuff what those guys did there for that one thing. Yeah. My favorite line from the whole thing is the, it's not my, fa- I understand the situation was bad, but it's just like some dude in the back of my mind is yelling, broken arrow, just like running across the field. And then I got you over here. I play video games with like broken arrow, broken arrow, send it in. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. It's a good scene. I think my favorite quote from that movie, um, it's like a two part quote where, um, like obviously like Mel Gibson plays this, this Colonel. Well, he's a Lieutenant Colonel in the beginning of the movie and then he becomes a full bird Colonel by the end. But, Mm -hmm. um, they're like heavy into this fighting. They've been there for like a day or two or whatever. And and this is from the movie. I don't know if this is, if this really happened, it was like, he was talking to his sergeant major and he's like, I wonder if this is how Custer felt when he realized that he led his men to slaughter. And then old uh, Sam Elliott, there's a sergeant major. He's like, sir, Custer was a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's like my favorite.
2: Yeah. It's, that, Sam Elliott in that movie does a great job. He's like, if any of you call me Grandpa, I'll kill you. Oh, yeah. After the, yeah. Uh,
1: and there was a suicide bombing in Baghdad. Okay. It's was actually a dual suicide bombing. There was two, two bombers. Huh. And, uh, they killed, like, 32 people, and there's like like, 110 people injured. And this is the first time in two years that there's been a suicide bombing in Baghdad. Okay. So... Things are starting to get on the move again, or what? They just—I mean, there, there's nutbags everywhere. Yeah, That's really, it's really it. I mean, like we were, we were there in Baghdad. We fixed some shit, or we broke some shit, depending on how you really want to fucking look at it. But, um, for Baghdad did not have a suicide bomber in like two years is is a pretty big deal.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty messed up when you guys were over there.
1: Let's see here. what else does it say about it? Right. ISIS claimed responsibility. It says without offering evidence, ISIS claimed responsibility. okay, so a lot of like extremist groups or terrorist groups will will claim you know different bombings or whatever hmm. without offering evidence. So there's no proof that it was isis, but they but they says they claimed responsibility for the attack in a statement published. Its official channels on Friday. As an official channel, like a TV station, <laughs> no, like you can
2: tune into ISIS.net. Like is this a thing?
1: No, 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 no. But like they have like, um, like they'll post videos on in on the internet and shit. Like you, they have like specific websites they'll post shit on. You know,
0: whoever's listening our to channel,
1: this, our channel would be like for this is like spotify and all that shit yeah that's our our main channel but uh says double bombings were common in the country during the height of its sanctarian war between 2005 and 2007 and since then it's like dropped off
2: yeah i mean that's yeah whoever's listening this don't go look up like isis.net that's not a real thing Please don't have the government come looking for you not a good
0: thing to do So, that sucks, though. sucks for a lot of people.
2: And, but, yeah, two years of that one, that's good.
1: Yeah. Big deal. It's a big deal. What else do I got? Um. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And Iran. Um, the, Ira- the Iranian president, Hassan uh, Rouhani,
0: mm-hmm.
1: wants Biden
0: to... Lift.
1: Uh, he wants they want he wants Biden to lift the sanctions imposed by Trump on Iran for like their nuclear deal. Nah. he's calling Trump a terrorist, and he wants um, Biden to go back to how Obama had it in like 2015. What he can
2: do whatever he wants.
1: <sighs> it's so stupid. I mean, like it's so stupid. Like the I apology tour.
2: The, the apology car. tour.
1: I don't know how true this is! I read this like a couple weeks ago, and it said like um, we were first talking about Iran wanting to lift the sanctions on their nuclear deal,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Israel said some shit like, um, "If you lift the sanctions on Iran, we will launch a nuclear strike against Iran," or some shit like that. Like, is, <laughs> sounds <laughs> I don't like know. Israel. I don't know how true that is. I don't remember where I read it. It could have been like completely made up, but that I sounds think, like Israel, man, though. And that's one country I really don't want to piss off. Is is Israel, man? I fuck no. shit up.
2: They've been fighting for thousands of years on all sides. They're literally the one country that's surrounded by their enemies, twenty-four-seven. Yeah. And I mean, like, um, that stuff is ridiculous. Like, no, we don't give another country that's known for having a hotbed for terrorist activity, nuclear rights. Like I'm, don't do and, it. And it, like,
1: it. And it says in there like he he promises to stay, you know, within their agreements of like responsibility and shit. Which is like what he wants Oh yeah. Is he wants to be able to use nuclear power um to build up their infrastructure. Like use nuclear power um for you know, producing electricity and shit like that and help their country evolve, you know, which is fine, but what goes along with that is nuclear weapons. Like, it's it's a fine line between, okay, we're going to use nuclear power just to make electricity and, yo, if we drop this thing, you know, on top of a fucking rocket and just shoot it off in the atmosphere and it's going to land somewhere, you know, it's... I there's a lot of science between those two things but
2: right but I'm sure that they could find some stuff out them guys are pretty creative over there from what I've been told mm-hmm. but I mean yeah no that's this whole thing and the good and the bad and the ugly of what all happened the last four years it is what it is but I mean the the apology tour of what I call the apology tour of Obama giving money away to other countries for no reason other than because we can, I guess, when we don't need to, that's kind of a ridiculous thing. And then to have Biden come in and these guys think like, "Oh, okay, Trump's gone now, so we can get all of our money funding back." Like, mm, no.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not a, I'm not a politician, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna claim to be a politician. You know, I. Sometimes I want to get into political conversations, but then I'd like stop myself because I'm like, first of all. Like I've said, I think almost every podcast so far, like I said, is like, I'm kind of fucking retarded. So, I really don't want to get into, like, a political argument, but mm-hmm. there's so much bullshit going on that it's, it's all, and it's all political is what it is. It's all political.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the, you look at everybody else in their do- day-to-day lives, they're just trying to live their life. And then all this other shit's going on, and people are trying to change things, and move things here or do this or do that or it's like can you guys just agree not to screw us for once like that'd be cool like if we could just not get screwed in the process I'd, I'd like that once mm-hmm. like do something that might actually help us I don't know I don't care left right middle center libertarian whatever Like just do something that helps instead of like so my big beef is like right now is that last stimulus thing and I'm gonna try and say this as neutral as I can but it's like in the bill, as far as I understood it, they were going to give Americans $600. But then on top of that, in the foreign aid part of that, they were going to give tons of money to other countries. And I'm like, okay, one, we're not the police force for the rest of the world, even though we are. Two, we're not the bank for the rest of the world. Leave that to China. They own most everybody else's debts as well. So let China do that okay. banking thing. Um, my big thing with that was, is like, if you're going to help, help your country first. Don't start offering. Like, If you're, your plane is going down, put the mask on yourself first before you help somebody else, right? Like, right. give the money to your country that the people may need it or may not. I don't know. But don't give it away to other
1: countries. Like, what does that do for you? Dude, I went I went down a rabbit hole the other day. Okay. This is always good. And I was watching. I, I I don't know how it started. I don't remember what I originally Googled. But I ended up watching like an hour and a half of just Ronald Reagan speeches with music behind him. <laughs> I, I don't know how I got there. So no
2: patriotic.
1: <laughs> I was well, I was listening to these and I was like, "Ooh, I think I felt my dick move." Yeah, that sounds was, about right. And there was all kinds of shit that he was saying where I was like, "God damn, we we need to hear that. We need to hear that today." Like one of the main points that's like right on the top of my head is like um what we need to realize as a country is that the federal government does not have a country the country has a federal government right like without you know like it it was basically like it everything applied to the day where it's like we need to we need to understand and realize that the government is not running anything like once we figure out that we run it you know, we will overthrow the government, like, immediately. Like, I was, like, sitting here watching all that shit, and I was like, dude, I'm so, I'm, I'm so fired up right now. I was like, it up. Okay, I got to go turn my smoker down real quick because this motherfucker's going off. And Morgan has one of my boots in the backyard, so give me 15 seconds. Okay, cool. So you're all hyped up on Reagan. Oh, yeah. No, I'm fired up. I've I've watched, like... Too much. No, I can't say that. I can't watch too much. Nobody can watch too much Ronald Reagan speeches with music behind it. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> so excited about Reagan. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. I d- love him, dude. I love Reagan speeches. Think They're think good. Him, I think I'm gonna write him in on the next election. Just yeah, that's good. Do that.
2: there's people who. <laughs> I mean, just remember, there's people out there who voted for Kanye
1: West. So, um, I mean, I I wrote in um, Eisenhower. Yeah. Dwight D Eisenhower, like, uh, like three elections ago.
0: <laughs> so your first election, you <laughs> could vote in.
1: Yeah.
2: No. Then your second.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't like, think, I don't even. I didn't vote the first one. The first math one. is hard. Um. I think it was um. Obama.
0: Bush.
1: Obama was running for his first term. Is when I wrote in Eisenhower. Yeah.
0: I can't remember anyway.
2: Um, but yeah, that's um, there was a lot of good there was a lot of good speeches back then. But it kind of goes back to the same statement that happens. I mean, oh, throughout history, all the time. Is hard times make good men. Good men make good times. Good times make soft men.
1: Soft men make bad
2: times. Yeah. It's the same. Just ba-doop, 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 ba-doop. It always happens. And I'm not saying we need another world war. Please don't take it that way. But at the same time, it's like, because we've been at war for, we've been in the Middle East for over 20 years now.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I don't remember who it was. I was listening to like an excerpt from the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. And he had a guy on there, and he was like, I never I never want another 9-11 to happen, but I'm dying to have, like, a
0: 9-12. Yeah.
1: Where he's like, he's like do you remember what, what it was like after 9-11? He's like, dude, there were American flags everywhere. Like, people were so nice. Like, you're driving through the city, and people are just like, people would, like, let you over. Like, everybody cared about everybody. They weren't worried about themselves. They were like... Get in here! Like people were giving food away. People were doing all kinds of shit. Was like he's like, I'd never in a million years would wish to have another nine eleven, but I would give anything to have a nine twelve.
2: Yeah, I mean that that was... was
1: like I was like, yo, that's like on some level kind of fucked up. Where it's like, dude, you're like basically asking for some kind of a terrorist attack or some kind of a national disaster. But at the same time, it's like, is that what we need to bring us back together? I don't know.
2: I'm not, I don't think he was asking for that. I think he was asking for his people to start being, stop being dickheads. I mean, in reality, I mean, everybody's out for themselves these days and doesn't help anything with social media.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. I mean, I am too. Like, like, you know, like I don't, I don't have social media, but like, I don't fucking do anything for anybody else. Yeah. I mean, like, like to the level, like if I'm driving and someone needs to get over, like, yeah, I'll let them over. I'm not gonna let four people over, but I'll, you know, I'll let one or two people over. You know, like one,
2: two. Screw you, third guy. You get out of the way.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll let. I mean, I take care of my dogs. I take care of my wife. You know, like these kind of things. But I was like, I'm not going out of my way to join like a charity group.
0: You know. Right.
1: So I mean, on one sense, like I'm guilt I'm just as guilty as everybody else. You know.
2: Yeah, I think I think there's a proponent to being like caring about your own house too, but I think we've gotten so divided I would say as like oh
1: yeah.
2: And I mean, it started way back when and that's and that's like especially around the Bush election. I was too young to talk on this, but I heard about this from an older guy. He's like the polarization has happened for years.
1: Oh, it's happened for a while, but when it was really big was um like when i really noticed it was when uh swine flu came through yeah like when the swine flu hit in like 2013
0: mhm
1: like h1n1
0: mhm
1: um there was that shit online where it was like um do you have h1n1 and it was like uh have you come into contact with somebody who has it no have you shared body fluids with somebody that has it no do you watch CNN? Yes. No, you don't have it. And then it was like, <laughs> uh, come into contact with somebody who has it. No. Have you uh, shared body fluids with somebody who has it? No. You know, have do you work at a hospital? No. Uh, do you watch Fox News? Yes, you have it. Yeah. You know where it's like, and then that's where that whole like polarization like really picked up, and it was just it was mostly like in the news, really.
2: Oh well, yeah. Really
1: on the news outlet that you were watching is what you got. And then now it's like it's expanded to the whole country. Like it's almost like is, is fully divided.
2: I mean it's it's I mean it's bad. It's like and I mean people who are so it's so funny because people are doing what everybody's done over history is propaganda. For years. And they've been doing it so well now that people think like so from the basis of it the idea behind it is that certain groups think that the other groups are racist and bigots. And the other group thinks that they're a bunch of dildo toting bong users. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just the, the cra- totem, bong, <laughs> I mean, that's just a quote that I heard once. Um, Love it. yeah, the actual joke, I think it was, the, I think I sent your sister a joke once just as a joke. And oh, good job. Oh, yeah, and she thought it was hilarious. And it was extremely charged like that. So it was, it said that, um, uh, something about a civil war. And the joke went something like, well, that's fine, because one side will one have all the guns and ammo. And, oh, candle, candle that again.
1: Come on your
2: dog. Come on your the, uh, I said, I said, the one guy responded with, that's fine, because one side will have all the, um, Animals oh, yeah. and guns, and the other side will just be sitting around throwing dildos and bongs at each other.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, if I didn't have the job that I had, that I have now, I would, I would be a bong toter for sure. I would one hundred percent.
2: I mean, I'm not against it. You do you, boo boo.
1: I'd be smoking every day. I think I, I was talking to somebody at work about this yesterday. I believe that um, when you get out of the military when they hand you your DD-214, they should hand you your medical marijuana card. I think, that, I think that should be a thing.
2: I think it also should be a thing where you don't lose your rights to guns if you get a medical marijuana card.
0: No, you don't. Pretty sure you do. Google? Yeah.
2: That was a big big de- do because that was a big deal here in Illinois for a while. No, because...
1: No, because Will's got one.
2: (laughs) Will, if you're listening to this, good for you,
1: man. Um, Well, also, unfortunately, the other day, um, all the guns that I own, uh, I went boating with my buddy and all of my guns, I took them, uh, my shotguns and my handguns and everything, they all fell overboard in the swamp. And there's just no way of getting them back. Well, there was gators in there, so I wasn't going to go down and try to find them.
2: But yeah, one of those is mine.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, one of them is yours. good song.
0: What's up, Boba? Do
1: you lose gun rights? Motherfucker, dude. You know, okay, one thing that I hate about getting a new phone, so I, could, I just got this new phone, right? And it's not even, like, I didn't even just get it. I got it um, November, and it's... um. February. Yep. But like the space bar, like I'll show you that. Like the space bar right here is like smaller. Oh no. And it's like just off to the side even more. So like when I'm typing, you can see like there's the space bar and then there's the period right yep. there. So whenever I'm typing, like I just typed like that whole thing where I was like, Do you lose gun rights when you get a medical marijuana card? Every time there's supposed to be the space, there's a period. Because it's like, that's where I Do put my period. You, period. Yeah, straight up. Lose, period. Your, period. Of the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. The movie theater, like, we thought you was a toad. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: Thank you. By the way, I think it's pretty much Joe's favorite movie of all time, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?
1: It's a great movie. If you haven't seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou, you need to watch it.
2: It's the only movie that the album from the movie sold more copies than the actual movie.
1: Yeah, the Soggy Bottom Boys, dog. Yeah, man. I was jamming out to them yesterday. I was jamming out to them right before I got and sucked down into this Reagan rabbit hole. What we're saying here
2: on the podcast is Soggy Bottom Boys, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Reagan Speeches
1: of Music. What happens? It correlates. Yeah, for sure. People that play bluegrass music are some of the most patriotic people. You're watching the YouTube video? That is Captain, our resident white German shepherd. Mm-hmm. That's my boy. This is the great boobah. <laughs> the wise bebo. <laughs> the <laughs> courageous bubba. The one and only. Captain O'Hoolahan. Just Captain, sorry.
0: Where the Ohulahant come from? <laughs> So, do you lose your guns with the
2: medical marijuana card or not, Mister Periods? I don't know. this is
1: as far as I've gotten so far. <laughs> do you? Oh, good. Your gun, rights Fucking. <laughs> Thanks. If you have a felony, um, if you have PTSD, if you. Do you have to give up gun rights to get a mer- medical card?
0: I assume they meant a medical marijuana card.
1: Hmm. I think you're right.
2: Oh! Mm. And it's it on record.
1: Hard. Do what?
2: I said, and it's oh. on record.
1: What? Oh, that I said you're right? Yeah. It's, you're just like my fucking wife, dude. I fucking oh, tell you dude. you're right. I'm tell you you're right all the time. You just only remember when I tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. However the, federal... however, the federal law is currently clear. Marijuana users, even those with a medical license, are using a controlled substance. So they are prohibited from owning a gun per the federal gun control act at this time no matter what texas state law and regulation permit or specify i love how it had to
2: say texas in there just because it's like the gun toting capital of the world is like i'm pretty sure texas has most of the guns and i I say that because it take it's like the second largest state we have but also because it's just texas like it's known that if you're going to say anything about guns texas has to be in the fucking sentence now, mm-hmm. yeah. I do want to talk about this topic. That gave us down to our great rabbit hole. And this is gonna be a wonderful title for this podcast. Weed versus guns. All right, so if it's yes. a controlled substance, isn't alcohol a controlled substance?
1: I don't know. Is it is it classified as a controlled it's substance? It's a drug. It's a But I but it so like I if, if it was up to me, if you're saying that that cannabis or marijuana or whatever is a controlled substance, then I think alcohol is a controlled substance. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is it a controlled substance?
2: The best, the best argument I ever heard. by. Stand by. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the argument that I heard on this one while you're googling, it. The best argument I ever heard from somebody is that weed is illegal, but I've never seen a violent guy on weed. But if you come back in the next day to work and you test hot for weed, Say test hot piss hot whatever you call it. um You're you got a striker off the job, right? Yet the best argument I ever heard for that was, okay, that makes sense. A guy who just smoked weed a week ago can still pop. Yet a guy who drinks six pack of beer every night and beats his wife, he's fine to come to work the next day because he's hungover. Yeah, like for sure. And don't get me wrong, I like beer too. A lot of people who do like beer. I mean, that's fine. Whatever you can drink beer. I'm not saying you're an abusive asshole, but mm-hmm. like. That the, the the crazy part to me was that was by our buddy Derek, actually, who said it. He's like, you can go get high a week ago and get in trouble. But if you go home and beat your wife every night and they're an alcoholic, you're fine. You can come to work. That's whatever. Like, Oh my God, okay. I, Why? Um, I mean, it's just, that's that's kind of my my take on it is like, if you're going to say one thing is a control substance, another thing is a control substance. Now,
1: well, so... um. Alcohol and tobacco are two things that are not included as controlled substances in the Controlled Substance Act. Because they make the government so much money. Probably. I mean and and realistically that's probably what it is. Is this the whole reason why everything's structured the way it is, where like you can drink as much as you want, but you can't smoke weed and except for like certain like states is because um what if I just turn this thing way up? Yeah, that's what I do. Turn it way up. Yeah, um, I don't know why. I just keep it down, though. Um, um No, it's just it's the way everything played out before. You know? Well, yeah. So it has, no, has nothing to do with what, what the substance actually is. But no, alcohol is not considered a controlled substance, which is, you know, part of the issue. Yeah, so. But, um, I know that for a while or an argument that I'd read was like, um, you can't smoke weed like you do drink and go to work because there's no way for them to test whether or not you're high or not. Right. Because they could be like, Hey man, you seem like you're the un- under the, al- in- under the influence of alcohol, the breathalyzer that gives you an accurate right now, but they're like weed like hey, man, you look pretty high. I need to take this drug test. Well, I was like, well, have you smoked at some point in the last, like, four weeks? Right. Because then you're going to be high. But I did, somebody told me that they do have something now where they can tell whether you smoked, like, within, like, the last two hours or something. I mean, that's what they need. Yeah. Because, like, dude, that shit would be so beneficial. I was talking to somebody about this two days ago or yesterday where I was like, I wish that they gave out medical cards to anybody who gets out of the military. Because, like, I don't even give a shit. I don't want to just get high and lay on my couch. I just want to be able to sleep. That's all I want. I want to fucking get all of the benefits that go along with it. I don't want to be, you know, like, hey, man. Like, I don't want the stereotypical pothead. I just want the benefits. Right. But I can't do it because I have. my job I have a commercial driver's license which is governed by the federal government department federal Department of Transportation so it doesn't matter if it's legal in whatever state that I'm living in it's still illegal as per the federal government
2: and for anybody else who has a CDL I have CDL B he has CDL a anyone who has a commercial driver's license if you don't already know this fact because I didn't know this fact because I thought it only applied to CDL A's your BCA count for driving is half
1: Oh, yeah, no, that's anybody who has a CDL knows that. Like, cool. if you have a CDL, oh, okay, okay, let me specify. If you have a CDL B and you got it a bullshit way, like going through the fire department, like somebody else here, and didn't have to take an actual driver course and go to the DMV and do like four different tests, I do a, a test. A, how many tests do you have to take? Two, actually, three. Okay, I had to take four. Did you have to take an air brake test? Yeah. Did you have to take a combination test? Yeah. Did you take all that?
2: I did take a combination test.
1: And you didn't know?
2: So, what I'm saying is, like, it's a B, and I knew that that law applied to the A driver's license. Like, the A, CDL A. I thought it was just CDL A drivers they are driving semis. We have a zero tolerance policy on the fire department, so I figured that was kind of, like, duh, on the fucking part for the B. Like, a CDL B emergency, for emergency vehicles. And I got the air brakes and the combination so I could drive all CDL B stuff. But it started with the fire
1: trucks. Yeah. So anybody who has a CDL A, I can guarantee you knows that. Right. But the the guys that I know, you have to take take a full on course.
2: Right. I the guys I know with CDL Bs, it was kind of like a discussion topic. Like, does that apply to us? Does it not apply to us? Are we not driving because we're not? You
1: and I talked about that too because um, when we moved all my shit down here, we got that big Penske truck. Yeah, and I had a CDL B i don't think you need a cdl to drive this thing but i was like fucking do you i don't know it's a 21 foot box truck Mm -hmm. you know at what point is it considered a commercial vehicle you know
2: what's the most uncomfortable box truck you have (laughs) (laughs) so this guy changing topics so everybody i think we all agree on the fact that weed has benefits i don't agree with the whole like sitting around your house getting stoned all day but if it has actual benefits to you like i'm not that narrow-minded like
1: it's yeah it's one it's like one of those things where like if if that's how you want to live your life like i'm not going to tell you not to do it if you just want to sit at home and smoke weed all day and collect you know free money from your parents like free money from the government i'm kind of against but like if you need it whatever sure i don't want to get into it um if all you want to do is smoke weed all day and then complain about how things aren't going right in your life it's like well obviously because you're not doing anything about it that i have a problem with but if you're like i want to smoke weed for fun and I have a good job, and I do things all the time. I just do it for fun. Sure, people drink for fun. I get it. People you know, do all kinds of shit just for fun. I get it. If you want to do it medicinally, I'm 100% behind you. But if you're doing it as an out, as an excuse, like, oh, no, my life is just falling apart. I just can't do anything. like, well, maybe don't spend money on weed and actually go to the gym and put time into your life.
2: Words of wisdom. So – we're moving him down to Texas. And I think we might've talked about this a little bit on one of the previous podcasts. but the, he called in to get a Penske truck to move the rest of his stuff down. Uh, shortly before he got engaged to his wife. And he said that he was calling on the Penske truck driver people. And he was like, all right, what kind of truck do you got?
1: Yeah. I, um, didn't, I mean, I had a lot of shit to move. So I was like, I need a, a a big box truck you know basically and so i was like what what size trucks do you guys have and he was like oh we've got a, a 16 foot a 21 foot i think is what it was and i was like okay and i was like well i probably don't need a 21 footer so i was like i probably could just do that the 16 footer and he was like okay he was like well actually i mean right now everybody's using 16 footers they're not using 21 footers or what based on like what people were using and, and where what their availability was a 21 footer was the same price as a 16 footer Right. And he was like, so it's completely up to you. You can get, you know, just go with the 16 footer and then it's it's easier to drive and whatever or you can get the 21 footer and you have the extra space in case you need it, which I ended up needing it. So That's right. a good thing. But he was like, so which one do you want to go with? And I was sitting there I was like, man, I really don't know. I go back and forth on this for like 30 minutes. And the deciding factor is I, Garrett um I don't know. He he's really not that bad anymore. But for a long time Garrett did not understand that being a co-pilot was a privilege he didn't understand that if you ride shotgun you're not a passenger anymore you're a co-pilot you're like a DJ you're a navigation guy your job is to stay awake and keep the driver company if we got in the vehicle and drove longer than 25 minutes this dude was falling asleep And it was the most irritating <laughs> shit in the world because it wasn't even like Oh man, I'm just so tired. I'm I'm fighting my eyes. I can't like no he didn't even try. He didn't even try to stay awake. He would just be like, "Oh, I'm tired." <laughs> and then pass out. So I finally told him, "I was like, every time you fall asleep, I'm pulling over. I'm pulling over. I'm not going to wake you up. I'm just going to pull <laughs> over and then whenever you wake up, we'll start driving again." And it was when we were driving back from Evansville, Indiana. And every time I started to pull over, he would wake up. And then We get super pissed off. He's like, dude, we could be home by now. And I'm like, I fucking know. Could be in a bitch. But anyway, so he used to be like the worst co-pilot. And then um, now we're getting ready to do this long road trip. And by the way, it was so well planned out that I was awake all day. And then we left that night. So I was like, hey, let's stay up all day long saying bye to everybody and then drive all night which was like a 16-hour drive, and then get there, and then let's unload everything. So it was so super well planned out. It was really well planned out. Um, on weekend, by the way. It was one weekend. Yeah. It was a
2: Saturday or Sunday, and I had to be back in Illinois by Sunday oh. night, Monday morning for class.
1: Yeah. Okay, so the the, the story, right? So I was like, okay, so I'm going back and forth on whether I need a 16 or a 21-footer, and I was like, man, I really, I really just don't know. I really don't know. And so I eventually I was like, hey, man, I'm talking to the Penske guy. I was like, hey, man. Um, which one of those is the least comfortable to drive, to ride in? And he was like, probably the 21 footer, the 16 footers more on like a van chassis, the 21 footers more on like a, uh, a truck chassis. And I was like, give me the 21 footer. And he was like, what? And I was like, I have a passenger or I have a, a guy that's going with me that, and I told him just that. I was like, I have a guy going with me that doesn't understand that, um, shotgun seat is, a uh, is a co-pilot, not a passenger. So I needed him to be be uncomfortable enough to not really be able to sleep. And he was like, I got you. (laughs) And so I decided to get a 21 footer because it was was gonna be more uncomfortable to ride in.
0: Go team.
2: Uh, Yeah, so that, to finish out that story, we left at like, so this guy had a plan. He was getting engaged to his wife that same day. So he left that part out, but part of it was the most genius thing I've ever seen in my life. He got engaged and in the same night made his future wife extremely happy. And at the same time was able to get in a truck. He became the rock star of the day and leave. he did every
1: like a matter of hours, like Put it off all day long and then it was like christmas time or whatever drove out we were hanging out with my folks like all day and it was like i had packed the truck the day before so like all we had to do was like get in it and leave like that's all like it was ready to go and so um the day like the day we leave i spent all day hanging out with my family and my girlfriend at the time and then It's like mid-afternoon, kind of late afternoon, and um, we go out to like, and I I propose to her and everything like that, so now we're engaged. We go to meet her or talk to her parents, but then they're not home, so we come back to my parents, and we show them, and by the time we get back to them, it's like 8 o'clock. Like, I think I probably proposed to her at like 6 o'clock in the afternoon. When we we were supposed
2: to be leaving.
1: leaving. no. You ignoramus. I told you we were leaving later. We were all, we were 100% on time with my schedule. I told you in early time because you are terrible at <laughs> times. We were on time. And it, this story is a perfect example, also. But so, anyway, I proposed at like six o'clock. And then we go to her parents' house, but they're not there. So we come back to my parents' house and we get there by like eight o'clock. And then, like, I told Garrett, I was like, yo, we're leaving at like six. When I was planning, I was like, okay, we're probably going to leave by, like, 9 o'clock. So we get back to my parents, like, 8, hang out for, like, an hour. Garrett shows up at 8.30. I was like, all right, man, we'll let's bug and roll. And we leave the house at, like, 9 o'clock. <laughs> you also told me,
2: I said, hey, man, what's going on? I texted you. I was like, hey, man, you ready to go? And you're like, no, man. You told me to be there at 8.30 because you just proposed. You told me 6 originally, and then you texted me. They said, hey, never mind. Don't be there eight 8.30. Yeah, I know. Okay. Just make sure. Was,
1: that was 100% to my plan.
2: Okay. I was making sure everybody in the story understood that I didn't, like, get told 6 and not show up till 8.30. It's not two and a two-and-a-half-hour problem.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No, I told you 6 o'clock originally because I knew you were going to do some dumb shit and then try to take a nap for a while and then get ready to go. And so I was like, dude, we're leaving at 6 o'clock so that you would be, like, at least at the very least, awake by 6 o'clock. Fair enough. Because you are awake for me to give you the information to be like, nah, man, hold off for like two hours. And I was irritated as all
2: shit when I got this text. I'm like, oh, man, you're putting us back. We're not going to get to like the next day. Like we're going to hit this problem and I'm going to be late coming back. I'm going to miss my flight. Like I was irritated, but I didn't realize that was all part of his plan until like now. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, the smart play that he did is he did the whole cowboy rides away thing is he made like he made his what now wife super excited super happy and then he didn't have to deal with a single soul because he jumped in a truck with me and went back to texas like not a soul he didn't have to go to any parties he didn't have to go to any like meeting friends and stuff he didn't have to say hi to anybody he made the woman he loved happy and he got in a truck and said i'm out later and left and we drove through the night I drove the first part of it because like, I'm I need to sleep at some point. And so I drove for six hours s- straight. And then at that time, at some point that Joe was supposed to sleep, he did. Cause we were just still, he's all excited and I'm excited. Cause we're on this road trip. It's awesome. We're having a great time. Well, I'm a good co pilot <sighs> Yeah, sure. I told you to sleep. Um, the, uh, so then I sleep for like, I don't know, two, three hours. And then I look over at him
1: he slept for like three hours
2: yeah and then i look over at him and he's like playing like call me maybe on his ipod like staying awake like just bouncing around I'm Like, all right, man let's switch
1: well there was like there was a period of time while you were sleeping where i was like but then like when it starts to get light out like the sun's like just starting to come up and then like I'm still like my my eyes are like still in night mode. I don't really know how to describe it. Where I'm like, like okay, it's still dark out here, and then like my brain realizes that like the sun's coming up, and I'm like oh it's brighter. Then all of a sudden I'm like think I'm awake. Yeah. And I was like and then I was fully awake by the time that you woke up, and I was like I'm fucking hungry though. Yeah. We're, we're gonna find some food, and then we drove for like another three hours, trying to find some food, and then finally found like some Denny's. Yeah. yeah. And we stopped there. And then you drove for a while. Huh? Got to Houston and then drove to the house. Didn't go to sleep. Unloaded all of my shit. Had about, we had like 45 minutes where we were just sitting around bullshitting. Yeah. And then had to leave to take the truck back and then to get you to the airport. We actually had time to eat dinner. So we did,
2: we did do that. We had time
1: to drop the, drop the truck off at Lowe's, go to a barbecue joint. Mm-hmm. grab some barbecue and then and then hit the airport.
2: Well, then after that it gets better. So, the first time it snowed last year in 2020 for no- like the fall after the fall was in November. Just so happened to be the same weekend that I was coming back. Mm-hmm. So the only I'm amazed my flight didn't get canceled. So I make the plane I'm supposed to be in by like 9 or something like that. My flight lands at 9. I'm the only plane that landed at Indy. At, I think it was Indy. And my brother comes to get me. Well, I'm so tired from the night before that it's snowing out. And we have to go, like, super slow because the weather's just trash. And so I drive for a little bit, and then I'm too tired, and I pull over. My brother drives the rest of the way. I finally get back to my truck at, like, at Inranto at, like, I want to say it was, like, 2.30... 3 o'clock in the morning. I finally get back after this whole like drive, fly, drive back thing that we did. And then I had to be up at 5.30 to go to class the next day. Mm. Luckily for me, it was drawing class, but I went home after drawing class and slept till like the next morning. But that was our road trip adventure. And the next time we got to do a road trip like that, we're breaking it up in a couple days and I'm taking time off work. (laughs) No, straight through, straight Straight through again.
1: 100% is going to be straight through. It's going to be 100% straight through, but the second part of your statement is right. Take off a couple of days from work. Yeah. It's going to be like uh, I'm going to be packing for a while, and then I'm going to fly you down here to help me load everything up. And then when we leave, we're leaving, leaving, leaving.
0: Like we're going straight through. Gotcha.
2: So yeah, that was our, that was our moving story there. We got way off of Reagan weed and guns and yeah. everything else.
1: Whatever it is what it is. Um, it is what it is.
2: Any other current events for today? Another
1: moving story.
2: Another funny story.
1: I could tell another moving story.
2: No, let's not, let's not <laughs> tell that moving story. Um.
1: But it's so good. It's
2: not good because then I got to hear about it for the rest of the day. Because you're just going to be fired up about it
1: for the rest of your life. Honestly, there's I'm I don't I don't think I'm ever going to let you really live it down. <laughs> okay. Well, the good news was is that when you moved Luke,
2: Luke understood the concept of be ready, and you showed up, and the kid had everything ready to go, and he's like, "Nope, I'm ready."
1: Uh-huh. hmm Yep.
0: It'd- uh, but any other current events you got going on? No, that's, uh, I mean, I, that's what I got for now.
2: Well, I'm going to cut this one short guys today. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, I'm glad you guys got to spend the time with us. We will be recording again next Sunday.
1: Thank you guys so much for hanging out. And I hope you Hopefully guys have my, uh, audio comes through better this time than last time
2: we're still trying to get that figured out and work through it. And hopefully next week we will for sure have a more solid plan on the audios. If this one works great, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. But if this one has problems again, we're going to figure out something else, but appreciate you guys' feedback. Appreciate you guys subscribing. Um, please leave a review, um, or comment or message us questions or things that you guys would love to hear about on the podcast.
1: Um, also, If it's something you want us to talk about, want us to, uh, discuss, you want our opinion on, uh, want advice, or if it's just feedback, good or bad, I don't care. I want to hear it. Like if you're even just like, you guys suck. I don't even like listening to you guys. Well, you listen enough to know that. So I want to hear about it. I yeah. want to hear about it. Just tell me.
2: Then I'm going to link all of our socials down below like usual. So if you guys want to catch us, we're, um, streaming stream Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights, and then possibly one night during the week. Um, But if you guys want to catch us on Twitch, you can. All of our other stuff, the email and business email and all that stuff will be linked below if you guys want to leave us a comment or question or concern. So you guys have a great rest of your week.
0: Mm -hmm. Have a good